Welcome to the Fear and Greed Business Interview. I'm Sean Aylmer. Australia's major banks have delivered a strong set of results for the 2023 full year. $31.99 billion in combined statutory earnings across Commonwealth Bank, Westpac, ANZ and National Australia Bank. That's up 8.2% on the previous year, but there might be more challenging times ahead. As economic headwinds continue to build, loan momentum slows, we still have those nasty high interest rates as well. Doug Nixon is the Oceania Banking and Capital Markets Leader at EY. Doug, welcome back to Fear and Greed. Sean, thanks for having me. How would you rate the health of the big four? It's a good way to start, Sean. Um, So you're right, the major Australian banks have delivered another strong set of financial results for FY23, and that's even in the face of uh, very highly competitive pricing in the sector. Rate rises and the benefits to net interest margin have flown through to higher revenues. And as you say, the banks have reported combined statutory earnings of $31.99 billion, up 8.2% from the same time last year. But the devil is in the detail on this, Sean. It is very much a, a tale of two halves, and there's some very clear signs pointing to more challenging times ahead for the sector. Results showed that NIM and revenue have peaked and actually declined in the second half, which means that future revenue and earnings are likely to moderate in response to those economic headwinds, slowing credit growth, inflation, and all of the resulting competitive pressures we're hearing play out in the market. That means for banks like consumers, they're facing down some tough market conditions in the year ahead. Okay, now you said NIM, net interest margins. Effectively, it's the difference between what a bank pays out on deposits and, and receives on loans. They came off in the second half, is that right? And what, why was that the case? Yep, that's right, Sean. Peaked at 1.88 and then fell to 1.81 in the second half. And that's really really the effect that we've seen, been seeing play out, particularly in mortgages and in the second half also in deposits as well, where competition has been tough in the sector. So if you, if you like, just drawing this back to an earlier point about the contracting credit markets, what that means is you've got um, less new market entrants or you have less consumers and, uh, to a certain extent, less businesses entering the market looking for loans which means the banks are competing for a smaller pool. And if they want to get market share, they have to take it from a competitor. So you then see very competitive pricing behaviours, which are impacting that net interest margin. They're essentially creating a downward pressure on the interest rates across the sector. Great news for consumers because it means that, believe it or not, they are getting a better deal than they possibly could be out in the industry. But it is bad news for the long-term profitability of the sector, particularly in the retail markets. Okay. And it's not just loans either. I mean, I noticed, I think it was Matt Common a couple of days ago at the Commonwealth Bank talking about pressure in deposit markets as well. So, I mean, those rising interest rates in deposits seem to be flowing through as well. That's right, Sean. And this is a way that the industry funds the loans that they provide out And you'll see a couple of effects taking place. First of all, banks competing much more for traditional deposits across consumer and and business banks. But also you're seeing this shift of consumer preference to term deposits, which are offered at a higher interest rate, so impacting NIM for the consumer. Again, a great deal for the consumer, but not as great a deal for for the banks who are essentially getting less margin off off those style of, of deposits. So... You've got two forces coming into play at the same time in the market, and it's just going to create downward pressure on this market in the year ahead. 
Okay, now I remember talking to someone quite senior at um, APRA, the Australian Prudential Regulation Authority, a couple of years ago, and he said, you know, I'm not sure where the bank's growth is going to come. And the next few years, Sean, you'll be writing or talking all about costs. And I think he's probably been right because the banks have really been on a bit of a surge to somehow slow costs. Is that fair to say? Yes, that's right. And in this inflationary environment, it is making cost management much more difficult. So we've talked about this squeeze on profitability. It's also affecting that cost line. That translates to wage inflation. Uh, You've heard the common language used across a lot of the results announcements on uh, vendor costs, IT vendor costs in particular. And it's also easy to forget that there are still significant risk and regulatory costs in the industry And I don't think those are going to go away anytime soon, particularly given some of the cybersecurity and and fraud events that we've seen hit the market over the past 12 months. These institutions need to keep investing in those spaces, regardless of the profit line. Stay with me, Doug. We'll be back in a minute. I'm speaking to Doug Nixon, Oceania Banking and Capital Markets Leader at EY. Okay, now something that we all look for in these results is what's happening to credit and particularly whether people are able to repay their mortgages, whether there's more stress in some of those debt markets. What did the banks have to say this time around? You know, it's really, it's a great question, Sean, and it is still a little bit early in the cycle to see the full impacts of, of that coming through, coming through the financials. Um, certainly credit impairment charges um, uh, did go up and we did see an increase in provisions, essentially the, the, um, a predictor or an estimate of, of, um, of losses that have yet to be incurred, uh, which is reflective of um, the banks preparing for, um, preparing for um, uh, an increase in impairment charges. But we haven't, yet, we haven't yet seen, for example, a huge uptick in, um, in other indicators like hardship cases. In fact, one of the bank CEOs talked about the relatively low level of hardship cases they've got across their books. But I do think we are going to see um, see that manifest in the coming couple of financial years as we see uh, people's savings buffers erode and as we see the full cash flow impacts of these raising rates hit household incomes. Okay, what about the CEO commentary? So we had the full year profits for uh, Westpac, National Australia Bank and ANZ. We had the quarterly profit for Commonwealth Bank, though the figures you're using of the 12 months uh, for its end of June financial year. But we have heard from the CEOs, all the CEOs in the last 10 days, two weeks or so. What do you take from that? What do you think their tone is like? Uh, So if I had to sum it up, Sean, Growth is slowing. There's lots of competition, particularly in home lending and deposits. Inflationary pressure is elevated and asset quality is deteriorating. So even though this represents a very strong set of results for the industry, the benefits of that rapid rate rise are coming to an end, or perhaps even more succinctly, as one CEO put it, they hadn't in their tenure seen such razor-thin margins in the industry. 
I mean, it was quite interesting that three of the CEOs sort of blamed one of the other CEOs, we won't say who that was, for being so aggressive in the home lending market, which in its, and then that CEO came out in the financial review, I think, and said, well, hold on, we're just looking after customers. I don't know whether it's tension in the air, that's probably overstating it, but in a banking world, you know, they're obviously worried about where they're going to grow in the next two or three years, given everything you've just outlined. This is the, you know, the outcome of a naturally competitive market that you'd, you'd expect to see, Sean. So we do have a smaller growth in the retail mortgages space, so they are all competing for market share and you only need to have one market player dictate market pricing to the others. And so there, so you also see in the commentary a lot of talk about investment into more profitable areas or potential growth areas in the market and in particular business lending and institutional and certainly business lending mm. was called out as an area that will get more capital allocation, is getting more capital allocation and will get more capital allocation in the coming years. Do you think the banks are getting, even beyond that, they're getting more creative in terms of how they make money? So one of the banks recently came out and kind of as a service, said that they would look after your data, for example. So a small business could sort of hire the bank to look after data. I think it's a cyber security issue. Are the big four banks getting more creative around other stuff? I appreciate it's not exactly going to move the dial quickly, but thinking kind of beyond the traditional banking services. I think that's that's right, Sean. They are hunting for for growth in in lots of different areas. And, And there are the Australian banking industry for industry participants seems quite simple, but there are lots of levers you can pull. So not only on the parts of the market that you service and the products that you offer to the customers in, in that market segment, how you engage with them. So you hear commentary on time to yes, so making it more cost efficient to serve particular customers. And one bank CEO was particularly vocal about this in the year-end results. But then also on the other side of that equation, so what they're doing to make the organisations more efficient internally, whether that be consolidation of of legacy platforms, straight through processing for the issuance of products, all the way through to, as you say, other services that they could be provisioning out to market, which wouldn't be considered traditional banking products. It's interesting. Doug, thank you for talking to Fear and Greed. Sean, thank you very much for your time. That was Doug Nixon, Oceania Banking and Capital Markets Leader at EY. This is the Fear and Greed Business Interview. Join us every morning for the full episode of Fear and Greed, Australia's best business podcast. I'm Sean Aylmer. Enjoy your day. 